This teaching is from City Church Coventry. You can find us online at www.citychurchcoventry.org. Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, my cause is disregarded by my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Good morning. It's uh, great to be with you this morning, even again, if it is just virtually. Um, the way that we meet together has changed, but the way that we meet with God has not changed. And he is the same yesterday, today and forever. He's the same God in the day as he is in the night. He's the same God in the summer as he is in the winter. He's the same God in the good times of life as he is in the tough times of life. And wherever we are and however we're meeting together this morning, our God has not changed. His goodness has not changed. His goodwill and his purpose for our lives has not changed. He is a good God who loves us and has a good plan for our lives. So a great welcome to you this morning, whether you're a member of City Church or whether you're a visitor or whether you're watching this video later. We just want you to know that God loves you, has a good plan for your life and that he's for you. And he is, as we have heard, the light that shines in the darkness. God is the light that shines in the darkness. Why does God keep telling us that he's the light that shines in the darkness. Why is that such an important word for us, excuse me, <clears throat> at the moment? Well, because in many ways we're in a season of darkness at the moment. We're in a season of darkness just in terms of the time of year. I'm sure it's not escaped your notice that the nights are closing in. It's getting dark about four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, it's a, it's a dark time in the natural and not just in the time of the year. You know, we are still, even though we can begin to see hopefully the gleam of a dawn and, and things changing just in terms of what's going on in the world. It's been a dark time in terms of the global pandemic. And God has been speaking to us about how he is the light in the darkness, that even though it might be a dark time, God is still good and his light still shines. His light shines on us, but it also shines through us. And God wants us to know not just that he is the God of the dark and of the night, but he has created us to shine and to be lights in the darkness. Even if it is a time of night, 
and a time of uncertainty, a dark time, there is one thing that is certain about every night, and that is that it ends. At the end of every night comes a new day. It's one of the most certain things that, that uh, we is reinforced day after day and night after night. The night may come, but the day will follow. And so it doesn't matter how dark the time we may be in, either as a nation or as a world or as individuals. I know that there are many who are going through tough times financially in terms of health and other challenges at this time. But however dark the night may be, the hope is that it can own the certainty is that it can only last for a while and the day will come. God has established an order. In Genesis 8, 22, it says this, as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. It's as sure as the promise of God. It's as sure as day and night that whatever season of darkness that we are in will end and a new day will come. Jeremiah 33, 19 to 21 says this, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. This is what the Lord says. If you can break my covenant with the day and my covenant with the night so that day and night no longer come at their appointed time, then my covenant with David, my servant, and my covenant with the Levites, who are priests ministering before me, can be broken. And David will no longer have a descendant to reign on his throne. God was saying when he made this covenant with David, it's as sure as the covenant with the day and the night, as sure as day follows night. And Amos 5 verse 8 says this, he who made the Pleiades and Orion, who turns blackness into dawn and darkens day into night, who calls forth for the waters and the, of the sea and pours them out on the face of the land. The Lord is his name. It's the Lord who establishes day and night. He's not just the God of the day. He's not just the, the God of the good times of life. He's not just the God when things are shining bright and we're basking in the radiance of the sun, enjoying the grace of God in those times when, when it's not hard to see the evidence of the goodness and the grace of God. He is the God of the night too. He is the God who shines in the night and his goodness doesn't fail. The God who established the order of day and night is the same one who is continually good towards us. So in the natural, we know that whatever season of night we are in, whether it's a, whether it's actually a, a, a daytime, you know, uh, period of 12 hours or longer than that at the moment. I think we only have about uh, seven and a half hours of of uh, sunlight at the moment but whether it's the daily night or whether it's the the season of winter where the nights are longer or whether it's the current season of, of lockdown and coronavirus whatever season of darkness come it will not last the sun rises the path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn that shines ever brighter until the full light of day and so we know that the path that we are on even if we go through the darkness is destined to end 
in the light. When the sun goes down, it's four o'clock <laughs> today, we don't have any fear or anxiety that it might not rise again the next morning. It's as certain as the promise of God. We have so many days that we can look back on and know. And so whatever season of life that we are in, we know that the night will end and the day will come. But we are also, whatever season we're in, we also know that we are part of an eternal plan. And that eternal plan is also destined to end with a new day. You see, Jesus spoke of his presence as day and his departure as night. But we know that even though he left us and, and returned to heaven, he's coming back. And so this current night that we are in will end when Jesus returns again in glory and the sun rises in glorious light. Jesus spoke of his presence as day and his departure as night. In John 9 verses 4 to 5, it said, he said this. This is, the, this is what Jesus said. As long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. And again, in John 11 verse 9, Jesus answered and said, Are there not 12 hours of daylight? A man who walks by the day will not stumble, for he sees by the world's light. And again, John 12, 35, Jesus told them, you are going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light before the darkness overtakes you. The man who walks in the dark does not know where he is going. So in the eternal plan of God, we are currently in a season of night between two glorious days, the glorious day of his incarnation when God himself walked among us and was our light. But we know that this same Jesus who departed is coming again in glory. And this current season of night that we are in will end when Jesus returns. Paul says in Romans 13, 11 to 12, he says, understand the present time. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber, for our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armour of light. The day is coming at the day of our salvation, the day of the Lord, the day when Jesus returns in glory. But in the meantime, we are in this period of night. And that's why it's important for us to realise that God is the light in the darkness. He's not just the light that's going to return at the dawn, but the light that shines even now in the darkness. He wasn't just God in the incarnation and then will be God again in uh, the day of his coming. But he's God now in the night. He's the God who is good in every season of life. And just as there are there's this eternal season and there are these daily seasons and these yearly seasons, we know that we ourselves go through seasons of life. There can be periods of day and night in our own lives. As I've said, in the day, we don't need um, help to, to see the goodness of God. We bask in the radiance of God's goodness and grace and favour. But we also go through the night. We, everyone has their tough times where it can be harder to see the evidence of the grace and goodness of God, but it's still there. He is the light who shines in the darkness. 
He made the sun to shine in the day, but he also made the moon and the stars to shine in the night. There is a evident glory in the day, but there's also a glory of the night. He's the God who shines in the darkness. 1 Corinthians 15, 41 says this. The sun has one kind of splendor and the moon and the stars another and star differs from star in splendor. In the day, we may have the direct glorious presence of the sun, but we are not left without the light of God in the night because he has created these lights to shine in the darkness. And these are signs for us that he is indeed the God who shines in the darkness. We still have his glorious heavenly lights that give us lights. But also they they speak of how we are light in the darkness. I've often thought of it like this, that in the good times, God shows his goodness to us. But in the tough times, God shows his goodness through us. In the day, we have the direct glory of God shining on our lives. But it's in the night, it's in the dark times, it's in the tough times that God still shines. But he shines through his people who are full of his goodness and love, who can continue to show that grace and favour and love and kindness of God, even when that direct light of his presence may not be as evident. And if you like, we are those heavenly lights that shine in the night, the moon and the stars. And I just want to take us through the scriptures to show how frequently when the scriptures talk about the stars in the night, they're talking about the people of God. In Genesis 15, when God makes his covenant with Abraham, he says, go outside and lift up your eyes. That was how the psalm that we started with started. Look, lift your eyes and see, look to the heavens, who created all these? And when God made his covenant with Abraham, he did the same thing. He took him outside and he said, lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Count the stars, if indeed you can count them. And then he said to them, so shall your offspring be. And I believe that was not just in terms of a numerical quantity. I'm going to give you offspring as many as the stars, although that was a part of it. But that your offspring will be in nature like the stars of the heavens. They will be light in the darkness. They will be testimony to the glory of God. Through you will all the nations of the world be blessed. We see it again when when Joseph has his dream. Do you remember before Joseph was was sold as a slave and sent into exile? He had these two dreams where he dreamt about his his father and his mother and his 11 brothers. And in one of them, he saw them as uh, sheaves of corn. But in another one, he saw them like stars of the night sky. Genesis 37 verse 9, it says this, and he had another dream. And he told it to his brothers. Listen, he said, I had another dream. And this time the sun and the moon and the 11 stars were bowing down to me. So he saw the 11 stars, the the children of Israel, the people of God as the stars of the night sky. 
And we see this image taken up in the book of Revelation when John in Revelation 12 sees a picture of the heavenly lady that represents the people of God. Revelation 12 verse 1 says, a great and wondrous sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, clothed with Christ, with the moon under her feet and with a crown of 12 stars on her head and 12 is the number of the people of God 12 apostles 12 tribes the people of God are like the stars in the heaven we see it um, in both uh, the book of Daniel and the book of Revelation in a a more sombering uh, sober vision both the book of Daniel and the book of Revelation talk about times of great persecution of the saints And one of the way that the persecution of the saints and the death of God's holy people is spoken of is is as the stars being swept out of the sky. And and that's a sobering thing uh, to hear of. But but it doesn't end like that, because in the book of uh, Daniel, at the end, it talks about the resurrection when we will be like stars in the heavens forever. Uh, Daniel 12 Two to three says this multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake. Some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens. And those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. So that's the encouragement that even in the times of great persecution and even in the times of persecution where the church is not untouched, we have that hope of eternity where the stars, the people of God will rise and shine forever and ever. The people of God are like the stars that shine in the darkness. You see, there's a symmetry between heaven and earth. The heavens declare his glory to the earth. The church displays his wisdom to the heavens. So when we look up at the stars, we see a display in the heavens, which is put there to display and to be a sign and to be a proclamation of the glory of God to the earth. But the church is a display on the earth, which is a which is to be a proclamation and the display of God's manifold wisdom to the heavens. And that's what we see in this in this psalm that we that we uh, started with. Looked up, lift up your eyes and look to the heavens and see God who calls them each by name and brings them out. And because of his great power none of them is missing who display his greatness and his power the stars are compared if you like to the flock of God he leads them out through the darkness he knows each one of them by name he protects them and they are shielded by his great power so that not one of them is missing and he displays his glory through them and that is reflected in us His people, the Lord is our shepherd. (laughs) He leads us through uh, the valley of darkness, but also uh, to fields of pasture. He looks after us. He knows each one of us by name. He calls us each one of us by name, even though there are millions 
of Christians in this world. There's not one who's just a number to the Lord, even though some of the stars are just a number to the astronomers. To God, each one of the stars and more importantly, each one of his chosen people, he knows by name and he loves them so much. Not just that he keeps them and 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 preserves them day after day and night after night, but he laid down his life. He's the good shepherd who laid down his life for his sheep. And we know that just as the stars are led through the blackest night of the heavens, that God is a shepherd who will lead us and protect us with his rod and his staff so that even if we go through the darkest of valleys, we need fear no evil. He's not willing that even one of us should be lost. He's the good shepherd who will leave the 99 and go after the one. And he will display his glory, not just to us, but through us. We are like the stars being processed through the darkness of heaven so that we can shine in the darkness. We can be light in the darkness that speaks of his glory to the whole earth. Jesus himself spoke about the stars again in a similar way to both Daniel and Revelation. And, and again, this might not be that encouraging, but he spoke about the great persecutions that would come. And he said that, that in, in those times of great persecution, that the, the powers of the heavens would be shaken and the stars will fall from the sky. You know that there are times of trouble that are coming where the church will not be untouched, where the stars will be swept from the sky, where there are saints of God who have done and will do lay down their, their life. Um, but God is leading us and God is protecting us. And we shouldn't be um, concerned in those times because he is still good and he is still leading us as stars through the night. Displaying our glory. And, and I just feel that even though there are times when, um, you know, the church won't be untouched. This, the promise in this, this psalm was because of his great power, not one of them is missing. You know, God is the God who restores the years of the locusts have eaten. And this, if this year is a year that for you the locust has eaten, then God can restore it. Nothing that you have lost cannot be restored. Nothing that you have lost will not be restored. You will come through this and because of his great power, nothing will be lost. You know, the encouragement is if we are the stars in the night, then that means that we were created to rule the night. We weren't just cre created to survive the night. But God created the, the moon and the stars and placed them in the night sky to rule the night. Genesis uh, 1, 14 to 19 said this. God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark seasons and days and years. And let them be as lights in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser night to rule the night. And he also made the stars and God set them in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth and to rule the day and to rule the night. 
And Psalm 136, 7 to 9 says, He who made the great lights, his love endures forever. The sun to govern the day, his love endures forever. And the moon and stars to rule the night, his love endures forever. His love endures in the day and his love endures in the night. And as stars that God has placed in the darkness, we're not just to survive the night, but to rule in the night. You see, this is a message for our current time. We're not just going through this time just to wait it out. You know, there are signs that the dawn is coming. There are signs of a vaccine on the way. There are signs of the restriction being lifted, even though we're going back into these different tiers. But we're not just in this time to wait it out, for what, to wait for things to be better. That The word that has come to us uh, time after time is about redeeming the time, about being a light in the darkness, that even though we are going through a time of darkness, we don't we are not just sitting it out to wait for the dawn. But we are like stars who can rule in the night, who can shine in the night, who can be the display of God's glory in the night and can shine for him in the night to extend his kingdom. So that even no, especially in this current period of night, we can shine and rule and reign and extend his kingdom. We are ruling in the night. You see, that's the problem with with some eschatology. As I've said, in some way, we, we are in a current period of night and that will end when Jesus comes again. But we know, don't we, that we're not just passively waiting for Jesus to return. We're not just going through this night and our hope is not just in that day that will rise when Jesus will return, although that is part of our eternal hope and it is as certain as day follows night. But no, we're not passively waiting for that dawn when Jesus returns, but we know that we've been placed on this earth for a purpose and even before he comes, we can start to see the new creation the new heavens and the new earth, the kingdom of God come on earth as it is in heaven. That rule of earth that is displayed forever in the cosmos of the night stars shining in the darkness. So, too, we can, before he returns, shine in the darkness of this world to bring his glory and to, and to extend his voice into all the earth. That's what it says of, of the stars, doesn't it? In, in Psalm 19, uh, verses one to four, it says the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes out into all the earth. And it's the star's voice going out into all the earth is a bit like our commission, that there would be no language, no nation, tribe or tongue where the gospel does not reach, where there would be no part of this world that doesn't have a testimony of Jesus before he returns. The star's voice goes out into all the earth, but so does ours. Our voice goes out into all the earth. There was an interesting thing I found out reading the scriptures this this week. I have a interlinear version of the Bible, which which allows you to 
to read it in both English and Greek at the same time, which is great for me, who, uh, who although is not an expert in Greek, has a curious mind and likes to know, well, what, what is the Greek word and what was the root meaning? And Because different languages, you know, make different connections. And there's a connection in the Greek, which isn't in the English, which is there's a connection in, in Greek between voice and shine. Which, which I hadn't realised before, that, that the Greek word for voice is, is phone or phone, from which we get the word telephone. But the Greek word for light is phos, from which we get phosphorescent. And so this pho and, and pho in phone and phos, you're in the Greek mind, those two are connected. Someone's voice who goes out and, and a light that shines forth, the same concept. And we see that connected between the heavenly ministry of the stars and the, the earthly ministry of the church. It's to be light in the darkness. It's to be voices in the wilderness. It's to have our voice to be a shiny voice that, that causes the light to arise in the darkness. We can redeem the light. We can redeem the time because even though these are days of darkness, they're also days of great opportunity. One of the things about the night is that in an earthly perspective, it makes it harder to see. Um, some of you may know that I'm, I'm a keen runner and I like to go out and run. And, and running at this time of year is difficult just because what you see on the earth has kind of shrunk. You know, um, even with my, my head torch, I have this this head torch which I wear so that I can be a light in the darkness. But even with this, this sort of expensive, fancy runner's headlight, I can only see about uh, 40 or 50 metres ahead of me, only about uh, 10 seconds ahead. Things, things have kind of shrunk in. And, and it's a, if you like, it's a symbol of the uncertainty that there is in the earth on this time. No one really knows what's, what's coming ahead. Plans are only made in the short term. But what was the exhortation of, of the psalm that we started with? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. And did you know that when you do that, you can actually see much further in the night than you can in the day? Did you know that if you're stood even on the clearest of days, if you're just stood on the ground with no elevation, the furthest you can see is three miles and if you were to, to stand at the highest point of elevation in the UK, which is uh, Ben Nevis, then even then the furthest you can see on a clear day would be 90 miles. But if you look up to the heavens on the darkest day, when even with the most powerful head torch, you can only see about 40 metres, you are seeing millions and millions of miles you are seeing into eternity. And, it, and it's, it's, a, it's a parable of, of our current time that even in the uncertainty of the things of the earth, God is bringing a clarity to the things of heaven. He is bringing a moment of opportunity for the testimony of eternity and the light of the heavens to shine upon the earth. To rule in the darkness, it means that we are the head and not the tail. We can redeem the time. We're not just victims of this current time. We don't have to go down into lockdown or survival mode, but we can 
seize the moment, seize the opportunity. We can take advantage of the point that even though things on the earth may be obscured and harder to see, the things in heaven at the darkest time have never been so clear and never been brought into such clearer focus. There's never been a better time for the gospel to go forth. There's another thing we know about the stars. Um, if you study uh, even basic astronomy, you will know that the stars in the universe are, are always expanding. Whatever star you look at, it's moving away from us. It's redshifted, to use the scientific term. And the, the significance of that is that it's always expanding. The universe is in a continual state of expansion. And when we look up in the night and see the dark sky, we are seeing a testimony to the eternal increase of the kingdom of God. It's not just an increase that comes in the day, but it's an increase that we see even in the night. His kingdom is expanding. People of God, we don't have to wait for a better time. <laughs> when, when, when we think about lifting up uh, our eyes and seeing the heavens, I'm reminded of that other great uh, verse in the scripture where Jesus exhorts his people, uh, his disciples to lift up their eyes. And he says, don't you say another three months and then the harvest. But I say to you, lift up your eyes and see that now the fields are ripe to harvest. And I just feel that exhortation again, as in this night time when we are exhorted to look up and see the heavens and see that clarity that God is bringing. He's saying we're not to wait another three months or, or however long it's going to be until a time of lockdown is is lifted or a time of, of vaccine has come or a time when we can meet again as a people. But no, now is a time when his light can shine in the darkness. Now is a time when his gospel can go forth. Now is a time when men and women can hear the testimony of heaven and receive the Holy Spirit and be born again and be part of that continual expansion of God's rule and his reign. We're not to be ruled by the night. We are the stars who rule the night because God is with us. His rod and his staff protect us. He will bring us through so that nothing will be missing. There is nothing that has been lost in this time that has not been restored. And no one will be missing, not just of those who currently belong to the church, but also those of whom God's shepherd heart already reaches out to, those who are part of the church who don't know it yet, they will not be missing either, but God will draw them in. We serve a God who is good in every situation, who is light in the darkness, and he has set us in a heavenly position, seated us in Christ, so that we too can be lights who rule in this current darkness. Amen, and God bless you. Thanks for listening to this teaching from City Church Coventry. You can find more great teaching and other resources on our website at www.citychurchcoventry.org.